How are you, Dick? Enjoying some beautiful Seattle summertime weather before the uh, the clouds come and football season comes, and I sit inside for six months in a row and watch telly. <laughs> Dick, let's start with LeBron James. Did you meet him on the weekend? Well, I didn't personally meet him, but uh, LeBron James made a surprising announcement on Instagram uh, on Thursday saying he was going to come to Seattle and join Jamal Crawford's Pro-Am. Uh, for a little background, Jamal Crawford, uh, for my money, is the greatest NBA player ever to come out of the city of Seattle. Uh, he has given back uh, profoundly to his hometown, uh, not only with donations, but also he puts together a Pro-Am each summer, and he brings NBA players uh, to this Pro-Am. So uh, we've had Kevin Durant in the past. We've had some big names in the past, but we've never had a, we've never had a, a personality like LeBron. And it was fascinating, guys. I got there about uh, five hours in advance. I thought it was supposed to start at 1 o'clock, so I saw all these lead-up games with my son, and, and finally uh, the, the main show started at – at 5:30, and it featured Jason Tatum. It featured the number one and number two picks in the NBA draft, Chet Holmgren and Paolo Bancaro. Uh, it featured Isaiah Thomas. It was it was unbelievable. And if, but of course, those guys just walked onto the floor with almost no fanfare because everybody was focused on the door to the locker room, waiting for LeBron to come out. And when he came out, I mean, there is a reason. He is called the king, guys, because there are very few people on this planet that could draw the type of attention that LeBron James drew. Uh, you know, you can check my Twitter for a, a video of LeBron James coming out. And, and remember, you know, this was only about a 2,500-seat arena because normally, you know, 1,500, 2,000 people show up to watch these pro-ams. And LeBron, uh, you know, he, he said he was coming so quickly in advance, they didn't have a chance to move the venue. So... It was uh, it was amazing just to see the fanfare surrounding LeBron James, and uh, it was fun to watch him play as well. From one superstar to another, just before we get into our NFC preview, Dick, uh, Kevin Durant news uh, overnight or there during the day that the Brooklyn Nets will still be his club at the start of next season, at least. At least the Nets say this, so... Uh, we're particularly looking forward to see how he gels with Ben Simmons in particular. Are you still, is the word still that Kyrie Irving will be a net as well by the time the season comes around? Well, if they've got Kevin Durant figured out, uh, I would imagine that Kyrie Irving was uh, a paramount discussion point when Kevin Durant uh, talked to uh, Sean Marks and, and uh, Steve Nash and the rest of the, the ownership group as well. And so I would imagine that the, the, the big three will play together. And I was just thinking today, guys, I mean, has there I can't think of a team in American sports, certainly in recent history, that had more fanfare over the last 12 months that did less than two of our NBA teams, the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, those two teams were favored to represent their conference in the NBA Finals. And one of them failed to make the playoffs and the other one was bouncing the first round. I mean, it was just it was just unbelievable failure by the two biggest brands, at least right now, in the NBA going into last season. And so uh, they can only go up. I don't know how much they're going to go up. I don't think the Brooklyn Nets are a great team. 
Uh, I think they'll be able to look tremendous offensively at times. I think they're probably a defensive liability. Uh, they're definitely good enough to make the playoffs, but I don't see them competing favorably with teams like the, the Boston Celtics in the East. What about in the NFL, Dick? And before we start to talk about the AFC, what did you make of Deshaun Watson getting 11 games? Um, I think we didn't hear much of an uproar one way or the other. So I guess that tells me that the punishment was fair. Um, if it would have only been extended, you know, a couple games, uh, six to seven, we probably would have heard, uh, the, you know, the pound of flesh people saying, no, it needed to be much, much more. I think if it would have gone to a full year, we would have heard the other side saying, this is ridiculous. He already sat, sat a year out. You're going to suspend him another another year when he wasn't even convicted of a crime. So uh, I, I think uh, I think 11 games, um, I, I'm glad it came out before the beginning of the regular season to kind of give the Browns an indicator of what they're going to need to do. I just think the Browns are going to be in too big of a hole, guys, and we'll get into that with our preview. I mean, I, I just think the Browns are going to be in too big of a hole with 11 games of Jacoby Brissett to be able to dig themselves out of it and just, uh, you know, at the end of the last month and a half of the season to make the playoffs. I just don't think that's happening this year for Cleveland. Okay, the NFC East. Let's start uh, with, well, well, some call it the NFC least, but Dallas $2.15, the favourite. Philadelphia $2.75. And we've got a text here from uh, Sean from Penrith saying he's had a futures bet on Philadelphia to win the NFC East at $15. Must have got that quite a while ago. Washington at $6. The Giants at 8 How do you see that division playing out? You know what, boys? I uh, I either made a mistake or I had more time on my hands because I actually researched the AFC. Okay, let's do the AFC guys. then. Sorry. All right, let's do the AFC, and we'll do. I'll do the easy week next week. No worries. <laughs> or the mate. easy conference next no week. Worries. I apologize. Okay, let's go AFC East then. Buffalo a dollar forty-five. New England five dollars. Miami five fifty. The Jets twenty-six bucks. Biggest slam dunk in the AFC. Uh, the the one team in the AFC that I would be absolutely stunned if they didn't win their division is the Buffalo Bills. So I've got them win that division by a good three, potentially four games over Miami and New England. Uh, Miami and New England appear to be teams that are going to be competing for a playoff spot. Uh, they're going to be right there at the end trying to get that wild card, but I see Buffalo running away in this division. Let's go to the north then. Baltimore, $2.45, the favorites. Cincinnati, who won this division last year, went to the Super Bowl, 270, Cleveland, 475, and Pittsburgh, $9. Yeah, you know, the, the value, guys, I've actually got Pittsburgh in second place in the division and only a game behind Baltimore. I know there's a big question mark at quarterback, and that obviously is going to be, uh, you know, that's obviously problematic. But if they can just get decent quarterback play, and remember, they didn't have great quarterback play over the last couple of years with Big Ben either, and they were still uh, very competitive. So I have Baltimore winning the division, but if you want value, you mentioned $9 for Pittsburgh to win that division. I think that division's pretty up in the air, so there's a little bit of value there on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go to the AFC South. Indianapolis, $1.75 favorites. Oh, gee, they were disappointing last year. Tennessee, $2.60. Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, year two, $8. Houston, $26. I got Indian Tennessee in a dead heat right there. Um, I, I leaned towards Indianapolis. I don't know if any team in that division wins ten games. I, I think the division winner in that game and in that division probably has the worst record of any other 
division winner in the AFC, maybe even any other division winner in all of the NFL. I, I got Indy just edging out Tennessee. I think Jacksonville's a nice surprise, though, guys. I, I think uh, I, I think it was a disaster last year with Urban Meyer. Uh, I think they're going to be a much improved team. Trevor Lawrence has got a year under his belt. Um, bringing in Christian Kirk as a target. Uh, they got a pretty good, uh, pretty well-established running game as well. So uh, I like Jacksonville not as a playoff team, but a team kind of knocking on the door. And I wouldn't be stunned at all if Jacksonville was still in the playoff conversation with a week or two left to go, simply because I don't think Indianapolis or Tennessee are great football teams. What about the AFC West, Dick? I mean, the quarterbacks uh, in this group is pretty special. You've got the Raiders, um, Denver, and the Chiefs, and the, and the Chargers. And the, uh, Kansas, obviously, uh, uh, the favorite is $2.60. Then you've got the Chargers, $3.25. The Broncos, three seventy-five, and And the, the Raiders at $6.50. How do you see this playing out? Very, you know, we could actually see a flip in the in the division from last year where it went Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. I don't have it predicted just like that, but I do have the two teams that finished third and fourth in the division last year finishing first and second. I've got the Chargers first. I got Denver second. I've got Kansas City third and Las Vegas fourth. And Kansas City is a, a better team than Indianapolis and Tennessee, but I have them finishing with the same record as Indianapolis and Tennessee simply because Kansas City has to play that division twice. They've got to play the Chargers twice, Denver twice, the the Raiders twice, whereas Indianapolis and Tennessee, they get Jacksonville twice and Houston twice. So you can be a worse team in the NFL, but have an easier schedule and end up still with a 9-8 and record. But uh, wouldn't be surprised at all if three teams from that division made the playoffs. Right now, I have only two teams making the playoffs. I may adjust it, uh, you know, before the season starts. But uh, all four of those teams are legitimate playoff contenders. And that's probably the only division in football, guys, where you can say four teams, all four teams in the division are legitimate playoff contenders. Okay, so you've gone the Chargers to win the West at three twenty-five with Tab. Uh, you've lent Indianapolis at a dollar seventy-five in the AFC South, and Buffalo the the obvious choice in the AFC East at dollar forty-five. Who'd you say in the North again, Dick? In the North, Baltimore. Baltimore. So you've gone yeah. uh, Baltimore two forty-five with Pittsburgh as Smoky at nine dollars. Okay, who wins the NFC and goes to the Super Bowl? This is getting way ahead of ourselves, I know, but. We love a futures play. I just think there's, I just think there's a gap between two teams and the rest of the conference. I, I think the Buffalo Bills and the LA Chargers are the two most talented teams in the conference. Uh, the Chargers shockingly did not make the playoffs last year because Brandon Staley uh, went a little too hormonal in his fourth down play calling. He cost his team two separate games, I believe, that the very final game that would have gotten him in the playoffs uh, in a loss to the Chargers. Uh, going for it uh, numerous times on bizarre fourth downs, costing his team points. He did it earlier in the season against Kansas City. Uh, let's hope for Charger fans' sake that he learns from his mistakes because I really think he was the one that prevented a very talented team from getting into the playoffs. Justin Herbert has yet to get paid. You know I love elite quarterbacks that have yet to get paid because that means the rest of their team can get paid. And so you have better depth around that elite quarterback when he hasn't been paid yet. So give me Buffalo and the L.A. Chargers with, uh, 
I, I think it's Josh Allen's time, guys. I think it's Josh Allen's time, and who knows? I may even have Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills winning the Super Bowl, but you're going to have to wait till next week to find that out. Okay, there you go. So a potential <laughs> AFC championship game between the Bills, who are paying three fifty to win the AFC, and the Chargers seven dollars fifty to win the AFC. I uh, love it, Dico. Oh, we better get a tip for the Tour Championship in Atlanta off you. You know, guys, there are certain tournaments that you can just every single year bet the same guy and feel good about it. We've talked about that with Jordan Spieth at the Masters. You can just kind of put him in. I think Cam Cam Smith might, might be another guy that you can just put in at the Masters year after year and feel good about it. Xander Schauffele just loves Eastlake. And he's playing better going into this Tour Championship than he has in some of the Tour Championships past. Uh, he's going to be uh, behind a few shots to start. I don't think that makes uh, too big of a deal. I think it's uh, definitely close enough. Heck, he was behind a few strokes last year. And by the end of the first round, he was tied for first place. So he made up that gap uh, in the first day. So uh, give me Xander Schauffele to win the Tour Championship. Okay, and he's paying $8.50, including the starting scores. Tab's got... A market for including the scores and excluding the starting scores. And he is $13 in the market, excluding the starting scores. Uh, thanks so much, Dick, as always. All right, boys. We'll talk to you. We'll give you some NFC next week.